0: Hello, my name is Adrian Goldberg, and welcome to Byline Radio, or if you're listening on, catch up to the Byline Times podcast. This time, the extradition of Julian Assange, which has been approved by the UK Home Secretary, Priti Patel. We'll be hearing from the Labour MP, Richard Bergen, shortly. Before we do, just a reminder that Byline Radio and the Byline Times podcast are funded by subscribers to the Byline Times, our wonderful monthly newspaper. We don't have a wealthy proprietor pulling our strings or indeed filling our pay packets. The good thing about that is that we can report without fear or favour. But that does mean that we rely on your contributions. So please think about subscribing if you can. You'll get more details on how to subscribe at BylineTimes.com. That's at BylineTimes.com. And if you have already taken out a subscription, thank you. Now, the Home Secretary, Priti Patel, has sanctioned the extradition of Julian Assange to the United States, where he's wanted on 18 charges following the publication of leaked documents relating to the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, as well as diplomatic cables. His wife, Stella Morris, with whom he has had two children, has described it as a dark day for press freedom and British democracy. She said it was in Priti Patel's power to do the right thing. Instead, she will forever be remembered as an accomplice of the United States in its agenda to turn investigative journalism into a criminal enterprise. Let's get more now from the Labour MP for Leeds East, Richard Bergen. Richard, uh, welcome along. Hi, uh, Firstly, then, your reaction to Priti Patel's decision to allow the extradition of Julian Assange?
1: Well, it uh, is indeed a dark day for uh, press freedom, and people should be clear about the uh, origins uh, of this action. Um, President Obama took the decision not to prosecute Julian Assange and, of course, um, Biden was vice president at the time. And then Trump, Donald Trump, uh, pushed it forward, which made, makes it increasing, uh, incredibly worrying uh, and you know deeply disappointing that President Biden hasn't uh, stuck by the same position of the Obama administration in which he was uh, a part. I mean, I think we need to be clear. This is the criminalisation of journalism. Uh, Amnesty International have been clear about that and I'm quoting from them here when they said that prosecuting Julian Assange on these charges could have a chilling effect on the right to freedom of expression. And it's no coincidence that therefore the National Union of Journalists uh, is deeply uh, alarmed Uh, by the treatment of Julian Assange in this case, and also the International Federation of Journalists and Reporters Without Borders, amongst others. We've got to remember that Julian Assange is working with newspapers like uh, The Guardian. Um, He exposed um, human rights abuses and war crimes carried out in our name in Iraq, in Afghanistan, the human rights abuses in Guantanamo Bay. And I think the most concerning thing about this, uh, as well as the awful treatments of Julian and his family, is what messages it sends to other journalists around the world, whistleblowers uh, and journalists. It sends a message, uh, don't uh, behave in the way that Julian Assange did, don't uh, expose uh, war crimes, don't expose human rights abuses, because if you do, then what happened to Julian Assange could happen to you. So I think anybody, regardless of the politics, whether they're on the left or the right or somewhere in between, anybody who believes in freedom of speech and journalism should be deeply alarmed by this case and by Priti Patel's decision to uh, um, agree to extradite uh, Julian Assange uh, to uh, the United States uh, of America. In terms of what he exposed, perhaps the most
0: shocking revelation was the footage of a U.S. Apache helicopter which fired at civilians in Baghdad in Iraq back in 2007. Nine people were killed, including a news photographer from Reuters, the news agency, and his driver as well. Uh, There was a A vehicle which presented as an ambulance and those in the helicopter were heard saying, light them up. I mean, this was the, 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 the extent of the callousness towards human life in both Iraq and Afghanistan, displayed at times by Western forces. And that, I suppose, is why for some people, Assange is seen as a hero, the fact that he's exposed that.
1: That's right. I mean, journalism is not uh, a war crime. Exposing war crimes uh, is not uh, a crime. In fact, uh, Julian Assange, by exposing uh, the actions you've just referred to and that horrific, traumatising video uh, from Iraq, actually did our democracy a service because... If we believe in a truly democratic society, it's important that people, citizens of this country in the United States and all countries, know what is done in their name. And the case you give is a a good uh, example of that. Uh, And for that kind of journalism, for that kind of exposure, Julian Assange could face 175 years in a maximum security prison in the United States uh, of America. He's been languishing uh, in Belmarsh, prison as a political uh, prisoner. It's truly horrifying, truly horrifying. I think it's really important that if Britain is going to have standing uh, in the world of the kind we would like, that we also put our own house in order. You know, there has been a political prisoner, there is a political prisoner uh, in Belmarsh, in our country. Julian Assange, alongside convicted terrorists, he's a journalist and Priti Patel has signed this extradition uh, treaty Uh, and it's something as I say that, I mean I'm on the left, that's well known, I'm a socialist but it's not about left or right, it's about freedom of speech, it's about journalism, it's about trying to ensure that Julian and his family's human rights uh, are uh, protected, but also ensuring that journalists around the world feel able to carry on being journalists. Let's just imagine if a video of the type you described, the horrific video uh, of uh, that action in Iraq, let's imagine uh, that falls into the possession of another journalist. What will that journalist think now? If they release it, if they share it, You know, what could happen to them? What could happen uh, to uh, their families in terms of being separated from their family? These are serious questions about our democracy, about journalism, and about freedom of speech.
0: Yeah, I mean, there is another view of Assange, and I'll come to that in a moment, Richard, as well. And there are some people on the left who are deeply suspicious of him. But let's just put the government's point of view first. The government say that they didn't really have any option here because extradition in their view, can only be rejected if the wanted person faces the death penalty, if the wanted person could be charged with the same offences in the UK, if they had been previously extradited to the UK from another state or the International Criminal Court. So those are the tests which, according to the government, Priti Patel had to judge this extradition call against, and it failed on all those Tests. So, in their view, it was
1: a cut and dried case. Priti Patel had to agree to the extradition. Well, David Davis, uh, you know himself, uh, um, a member of Parliament uh, from the Conservative Party, you know, greatly respected. You know, different politics from mine, but you know, he takes a different view to the view uh, of Priti Patel, uh, and he also has been warning uh, about the loophole. Uh, in these extradition arrangements uh, for many years and now this has come to uh, come to pass and many commentators who aren't on the left of the political spectrum, uh, such as Peter Hitchens, aren't on the left of the political spectrum by any stretch of the imagination, also point out the Uh, unequal uh, nature of our extradition arrangements as compared to the United States. They have far more power in relation to extradition in relation to people here than we do uh, the other way around and that unequal arrangement is somewhat of a national humiliation for us uh, and isn't uh, acceptable. Yeah, David Davis
0: MP, as you say, a conservative, but known as a very liberal conservative, uh, someone who does believe in human rights, says uh, on his Twitter account this evening, I do not believe Mr. Assange will get a fair trial. This extradition treaty needs to be rewritten to give British and American citizens identical rights unlike now. And the most obvious comparison is the case of Anne Sekoulas, who is the wife of a U.S. diplomat. She was involved in a collision in which a young British boy died, Harry Dunn, and is now in the United States. But it seems that even though she isn't a diplomat herself, she has some degree of protection because the U.K. is not able to extradite her, even though a child died in that incident.
1: Exactly and that's uh, a very good example of this uh, uh, unequal uh, arrangement uh, that many commentators and politicians from across the political spectrum uh, have commented upon and I'd have hoped that uh, Priti Patel would have been more uh, cognizant of that. So on so many levels, you know, this is troubling to people across the political spectrum in relation to uh, the Um, equity of the extradition arrangements uh, in relation to freedom of speech, uh, journalism, uh, in relation to the human rights of Julian Assange and his family, it's deeply, deeply uh, disturbing. Um, No doubt appeals will follow and this matter uh, isn't finished, Um, but really um we should be aiming to be a, a beacon uh, of human rights uh in the world and by having a political prisoner like Julian Assange uh, in Belmarsh having also signed this extradition treaty you know we really are i think reducing ourselves further uh in uh, the opinion uh, of the world yes on byline times podcast previously
0: we've heard from various of the cases heard uh, ahead of this ruling by Priti Patel and I know that one witness from the United States suggested that he'd be held in conditions where even if he was screaming out loud he w- he would not be heard by anybody such as the, the level of kind of deep imprisonment in which he might be held if he were found guilty of charges in the United States and his lawyers have said that he faces a jail sentence of up to 175 years in a high security prison if he's found guilty of all the charges laid against him again the united states authorities deny that they say that similar cases have resulted in sentences of four or five years and say that he will be sent to his native australia to serve his sentence so uh, the the question i suppose is do we trust the united states authorities
1: especially in a case like this to honor their word Well, I think it's clear that um, this arrangement uh, isn't safe uh, for Julian Assange. He's been treated so badly uh, and his human rights are taken away from him at every turn. Uh, In Belmarsh prison, just to be clear, uh, members of parliament have tried uh, in vain. Uh, to go to see him uh, in there to discuss the implications uh, of his case. I know that the uh, the Labour MP, the former Shadow Chancellor John McDonnell, was able to get in there uh, uh, in the past. But as for other MPs, you know, we wrote uh, a letter and a delegation of MPs went down with a letter signed by many parliamentarians, both from the House of Commons and the House of Lords, uh, requesting permission to meet Julian Assange, even by Zoom, But uh, the prison authorities uh, have denied this, Uh, the justice secretary uh, has um Uh, you know washed his hands of this Robert Buckland uh, at the time and we even had a a response Mm -hmm. along the lines of because Julian Assange isn't your constituent, uh, Mr. Bergen and you're not wishing to discuss a constituency matter with him then you can't get in to see him uh, on the basis of your status uh, as a member of parliament. You know completely um, outrageous so many bureaucratic hurdles uh, put in the way of him meeting uh, with members of parliament. He's been in prison alongside convicted terrorists in Balmarsh, and very dangerous people convicted of very serious crimes for years, and now uh, Priti Patel has uh, signed the extradition warrant, and as you say, he could face up to 175 years in the maximum security prison. It's meant to be, in my opinion, uh, a warning. A warning to journalists and whistleblowers around the world. And anybody, as I say, regardless of their politics, left, right or something in between, anybody who believes in journalism, in holding the powerful to account, in freedom of speech, in revealing to citizens what is done in our name, should be horrified by this process and by Priti Patel's approval of this extradition request.
0: I'm Adrian Goldberg. You're listening to Byline Radio, or if you're listening on catch up to the Byline Times podcast, I'm talking to the Labour MP for Leeds East, Richard Bergen, about the extradition of Julian Assange as requested by the United States. If you're listening on your smartphone, by the way, and if you do want to join in, in the bottom left hand corner of your screen, there is a little microphone. If you tap on that and request access, you can join in our conversation. It would be good to have a word with you. Richard, I do want to talk about. Some less savoury aspects of Julian Assange's career, because I think it's only fair and proper that we should do so. And there are many on the left who are deeply suspicious of Assange, not least because in 2016, WikiLeaks published a number of emails that were damaging to Hillary Clinton when she was running to be US president. And investigators in the United States concluded that those emails were hacked by Russia as part of an effort to influence the election. Now that's something that Russia has denied, and it said it hasn't had any role in meddling in the 2016 US election. Donald Trump denied that his campaign colluded with Moscow in any way. But certainly on Byline Times, we've done a lot to highlight the ways in which Russia has attempted to influence elections on both sides of the Atlantic. And because of the effect of those leaks, through his organisation, WikiLeaks, on Hillary Clinton? As I say, many people who would regard themselves as progressive question deeply Julian
1: Assange. I understand that uh, completely. You know, I happen to think that for uh, the spotlight to shone uh, on human rights abuses under our name in Afghanistan, Iraq and Guantanamo Bay that uh, Julian Assange is a journalistic hero for that. But the question before the courts and the question before us really isn't whether Julian Assange is a hero or not. I think it's entirely um, in keeping for somebody to believe that uh, Julian Assange is a pretty terrible person. I I don't believe that, but others could and still be deeply alarmed with this extradition and deeply alarmed at the effects on journalism and freedom of speech uh, of his prosecution and potential prosecution in relation to Afghanistan, uh, Iraq and Guantanamo Bay. So I do think that people's personal or political feelings in relation to Julian Assange uh, as you have to do in a legal case uh, one almost has to step outside that and have some sort of uh, objectivity because uh, if we put um, people in jail for 175 years because we didn't like them or didn't agree with what they've done in relation to other things there might be a lot of people uh, in jail that, that can't be uh, the test and I think we need to give real weight to the fact that Organisations like Amnesty International, like Reporters Without Borders, like the International Federation of Journalists have spoken out in the clearest terms against this. People don't need to endorse Julian Assange as a hero or even admire him to be deeply concerned about this, firstly in relation to his human rights because everyone deserves human rights, but secondly It's not just about Julian Assange. This is about journalists around the world now, including in our country, watching this happen and considering what would they do in Julian Assange's shoes in relation to uh, being made aware or becoming aware of human rights abuses and war crimes. It's about people who may wish to be journalists in the future, the budding journalists of the future. What conclusion do they draw from this? It seems to me That this is one of the biggest examples in history of the intimidation of the journalistic community uh, by uh, the state of the United States of America, supported now, I'm afraid, uh, by our Home Secretary, uh, Priti Patel. I think it's because a lot of people recognize this that you have people like David Davis, like myself like Peter Hitchens, like others, people who don't share a lot in common politically, and probably have different views of Julian Assange as an individual, um, taking the same view of deep alarm about this extradition.
0: Yeah, of um, course, the source of many of the WikiLeaks revelations was Chelsea Manning, who was then serving in the US Army, and Chelsea Manning is now free, but has served a
1: substantial amount of time in jail. Exactly. Um, Chelsea Manning served a substantial amount uh, of time uh, uh, in jail. And it's a whole sad, sad uh, story. Uh, Tragic uh, on so many levels. Um, You know, the bravery uh, that she's uh, shown. And we can't allow... The next chapter uh, in this to be the extradition of Julian Assange to the, uh, the United States appeals, no doubt, will follow. But I think it's also important, as well as the legal case being pursued, there's as a wide a possible campaign against the extradition. And I think that the "Don't extradite Assange" campaign has been doing a fantastic job. I think it's very important that um, I mean. MPs from across the board. Uh, I put down an early day motion on the uh, Assange case. It was signed by SNP MPs, uh, signed by MPs from the, the Labour Party, members from different political parties, are uh, deeply concerned. Um, and I think it's no small thing when people from across the political spectrum are alarmed at this on the num- on a number of levels and yeah. on the on the consequences of this. Just one other thought, uh, again,
0: Richard, and, and this is raised by opponents of is that there were a number of allegations of sexual misconduct raised against him in Sweden, and Assange refused to go back to Sweden to face those allegations. And of course, we should remember that everyone is innocent until proven guilty. He refused to go back because he thought that it would lead to his extradition to the United States. That was his account of it. And because... A number of years have passed now since the alleged incidents took place. The statute of limitations has come into play and the Swedish authorities have now dropped those cases. Now, as I say, in Assange's defence, he says he feared it would lead to his extradition to the United States. But again, in the way that some people on the left were suspicious of him because of the the damage WikiLeaks did to Hillary Clinton, there are many feminists who question him because they say, well, come on. You, you should have gone back to answer those charges.
1: Of course, uh, but those, uh, you know, very serious allegations play no part... Uh, in these uh, proceedings play no part in the uh, extradition to the united states uh, of america and so as someone that believes in the uh, the rule of law um, something that i think people uh, from across the political spectrum uh, in our parliament um, believe in although sometimes from some of the consistent peace conduct you would think they don't the The rule of law uh, does mean that we we should only be looking when discussing what we think the outcome of these proceedings should be, the allegations uh, in these uh, proceedings, because this is not a trial about those other uh, allegations. Yeah. Uh, Does it count, do you think, or does it count in your view,
0: that lives were allegedly put at risk? Because WikiLeaks wasn't always how can i put this discriminatory you know it put out information you know sometimes it was responsible for information dumps and the us argument is that lives were put at risk so you know even as someone who like you believes in freedom of the press as a, a broad general principle do you think journalists have a responsibility to make sure that the information that they put into the public domain is released in a responsible way that doesn't jeopardize lives? Of
1: course you know all journalists have uh, responsibilities but I think we need to be clear that um, if it weren't for uh, the um, Uh, revelations uh, released by Julian Assange when he was working with The Guardian about Afghanistan, about Iraq, and about the horrors in Guantanamo Bay. If it weren't for those acts, then we wouldn't be discussing this tonight. He wouldn't be being uh, set to be extradited to the United States. He wouldn't have been um, incarcerated in Belmarsh alongside Uh, people convicted of terrorist offences and other very, very serious offences, and you wouldn't be being uh, penalised and made an example of this um, in this way uh, by the United States. I think it's important that we zoom in uh, on the fundamental reason that the United States uh, is taking uh, this action.
0: And as you say, there will be appeals, appeal to the High Court, appeal to the European Court of Human Rights, be interested to see what happens uh, around that. Following, and, and
1: my deep concern about this is that this legal process, uh, which goes on and on, of course, yeah. um, all this time, Julian Assange has been uh, in prison, mm. uh, away from his wife, away from his children, um, away from any uh, normal life whatsoever, uh, and he's been in prison um, before even being convicted of any crime suffering an awful time in Belmarsh prison. I think that brings great shame upon our justice system and great shame uh, on our government as well. I do view him as being uh, a political uh, prisoner and I think however this episode ends, whether, as I'd like to see Julian Assange, uh, is free and not extradited, or whether he is extradited. However this ends, I think it will be viewed by history as a very dark chapter uh, in uh, the history of both the United States and the United Kingdom when it comes to the way we treat journalists, whistleblowers, the way we um, approach the important principle of freedom of speech, and the way Uh, we come to terms with human rights abuses and war crimes carried out in our name.
0: Richard, really appreciate your
1: time. Thank you so much for joining us. That's Richard Bergen, the Labour MP
0: for Leeds East. I'm Adrian Goldberg. You've been listening to Byline Radio or on Catch Up, the Byline Times podcast. If you want more content like this, then please stay tuned. We'll update you on our schedule, which is a very flexible one on Byline Radio. So do follow us at byline radio we do regular live broadcast via twitter spaces but if you miss one don't worry because all of those episodes and more can be found on the byline times podcast and we're all funded by subscriptions to the byline times so please take out a subscription if you can you get more details at our website that's at bylinetimes.com bylinetimes.com thanks very much indeed for listening see you all soon cheers now